Nature enthusiasts, ocean lovers, welcome to a thrilling episode of Animal Empathy. Today, we're setting sail on an oceanic odyssey with a special guest, the ocean girl herself, Shukri Lewis. But hold on to your hats, because this isn't just any interview. It's the opening chapter, the first leg of a two-part journey into the depths of Shukri's insights. Before we dive into the mysteries of the sea, contemplate this. What does the statement, I am the cradle of life, mean to you? Picture the vast expanse of the ocean teeming with mystery and life. As we embark on this journey with Shukriye Lewis, let's unravel the profound significance of the ocean and its role in shaping the very essence of existence. Welcome to Animal Empathy, where we decode the language of animals for deeper connections. I'm Paloma Berci, your host and an animal communicator since 2001. Join me as we explore heartwarming stories, unspoken bonds, and the magic of truly understanding our animal friends. For more about me, visit speciespace.com. Let's dive in together on this wild journey. Today I have a special guest who has been on my show before, Shikri Lewis. Shikri lives in Mauritius and uh, she's a life coach and a mentor at heart, president of Sea Start Spirit NGO and director of Sea Start Spirit Limited. She considers herself a nature and animal lover and an ocean girl. The last time she was here, we talked about the dolphins. And during the interview, other beings of the sea contacted her and me, and even the sea itself. So we decided to do an episode about the sea. Now, interestingly, when I was preparing for this interview, I got a message from the sea, and Shukri got a message from the sea as well. And guess what? It was the same message we only found out when we talked together again. And the message is, I am the cradle of life. So welcome, Shukri, to the show. What does this message from the sea mean to you? Hello, Paloma. That's wonderful to be here in this show and we speak about the ocean. Yes, um, the ocean as the cradle of life has, of course, in, um, in effect, a crucial role in maintaining biodiversity and it's it's all about the ecological balance right if we connect our own bodies i mean um this is this is just just a short distance to compare if we think about our bodies also are i think 60 percent out of water so think about how important is it just for our body to to be um you know contained by water and also if you know the the connection to the sea a bit about the diversity we know that all life begins actually or let's say let's say the big fishes they are actually growing like in a kindergarten let's let's talk about it like a kindergarten in a nursery nursery st station in the mangroves like um let's say all the crops and the, the little sharks the baby sharks the other kind of animals then if you see it 
further, we, we have the choral systems, we have the organisms. It's so vital, it's so important. It's creating the oxygen, it's influencing the weather, not only for the sea habitants, also it's so important for our all, all system. If you, if you connect, you know, in a bigger and smaller picture in the macro and micro world, it's a huge balance. It's cleansing. It's um, it's it's a it's a well connection even all over the Alps and the land. If you connect weather based, also the ocean coming with um, providing the oxygen. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, I actually asked the ocean mm -hmm. when I got this message what exactly it meant by this by that statement. And the answer I got was, I am water and salt, and from water and salt originates life. And I found it very interesting that most of us are not even aware of where we originally come from. <laughs> and as mm -hmm. you said, our body consists largely of water. And when we cry or we sweat, the water, you know, that comes out of our body is salty. So yes, you're so right. It's even a cleansing effect. Then it it um it removes all the toxics in our body when you cry. But I think it's a very easy um picture to see yourself, you know, as an embryo swimming in your mother's womb in the salty water in a in a, in mom's body actually swimming in like kind of ocean that's what you also can can connect with like it's it's a safe place it's um protective and it's creating it creates actually your human future and body yeah it's 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 huge yeah so you you have mentioned the influence of the oceans on the weather so what other tasks do you see do the oceans have on earth and and how is the ocean doing nowadays hmm. that's a wonderful and very important question paloma so this also again is is a crucial fact that the ocean has a very impactful role on the earth so like we say it's regulating the climate it's producing the oxygen, it's um, holding balance with the weather system. It also provides um, habitants a home, I mean, a marine life, a home. So it's not only important for us. For the moment, it's facing very concerning situation. The ocean has to deal with pollution, overfishing, and all these destructions, even the coral reef bleaching. Uh, this is a very important topic. It's also that when we know that the climate change is responsible for uh, rising kind of the temperatures, it's affected. It's not only affected in in fish dying and like the coral bleachings, it's also affecting us in in another way. Like people are uh, related to the sea. We've, we have um, one time, I remember in Switzerland, we had the issue 
when El Nino global wide happened in the oceans with the overheating of the seas in Switzerland, I remember the, the lakes had the same issues and there was uh, fish dying everywhere. The situation was very serious. So we, we are talking about the European lake, but then it's a global serious issue. The, I think it's something we need to think about what could we do in future to protect the ocean and um, its cl climate and not only for us, mostly for the sea habitants, which we are connected. We are all one, right? Right. Yes. So what does the ocean mean for the people who live by the sea? And that's also a good question. We we depend on it. I say we because it's not only the people living near the sea. Now we saw the connection to the weather, but also, um, let's say, even you don't eat fish, you don't need the sea to, to survive, but it's, it's um, or provide food. It's also about this sustaining um, live foods, like the, the, the fishes have to grow, um, in in the mangrove forest, or it's also um, the diversity. It's it's granted. It's like a for the for the ocean people. Let's say you're close, living on the island or on the sea. You have um, not only the culture and professions there. Let's say they also connect the cultural, spiritual. Um, people work on sea. They have tourists coming over. I mean, this is this is um, uh, a uh, a worldwide global affecting topic the ocean needs to be protected not only from people living nearby but also for from the visitors coming over and yeah enjoying the sea right not only about the resources it's also um a wonderful place to be it's it's a it's a world nature it's something very important to to maintain and take good care of right yeah but you you mentioned that and i totally agree we all have to do something to protect the ocean and you talked about the resources that the the ocean is a there are resources in the ocean however talking to the sea myself talking to the ocean i got the information that the ocean doesn't want to be seen as a place of resources. The ocean mm. wants to be seen as a living creature. It is a living creature it's in itself who actually in, has a, many, many inhabitants. It's like, I, I like to think of the ocean like an, a, another being, like we humans, when, when we look at our body, I mean, we consist of millions and millions of individuals, you know, and those uh, those create our organs and, you know, do we have so many cells and sort of, I like to think of the ocean as being a living creature in itself who has many, many inhabitants itself like we have many many cells in our bodies do you know what i mean yes it's it's so true i also got this message that the ocean itself is a living being 
it's it's breathing it is it creates life so we should respect it so much more than we can even um, understand so we can even think about how should we treat the ocean what could we do for the ocean so may i can i can tell you some points to to be more aware about the responsibilities we have like for example to recon like uh, what you just explained to recognize the ocean as a living being if you think about this you would treat the ocean differently like you also know a tree is not just a plant right it's mm. not only producing wood it's so much more if you think about the ocean as a living being or creature you you shift your perspective you see the ocean with another view and then you respect it more it's not just like you say a resource container this is so much this is so much more and understanding this this value which the ocean gives us it's it's um, important because then we respect more then we protect more i think it's just automatic so then we would um, promote more conservation ideas we would think about the overfishing and fishing in general. We should reduce pollution in each kind. And then also, we just spoke about the mangroves, you know, everything on the coastal regions. It's not only the chemicals we let in the water, it's also we have to think about the nursery with the mangrove forest. What can we do to maybe forest it back? Like, like man maintaining the coast be uh, more responsible what we do with the sea uh, on land we can minimize plastic pollution this is something very very important think about single-use plastic or or like even not only recycling which uh, i spoke to a school um, a few weeks ago and when they say they don't do recycling they do zero waste i loved oh. that zero yeah, that's waste great. concept so mm. this, this makes us think right we can also um go further we can think about how we reduce you know like green gas emotions um, which transports are we using are we do carpool sharing are we going on um, public transports are we using our bicycle or walking you know walking to the school or we it's it starts in a in a small way that we have to rethink and be aware we can foster educate people we can we can teach not only um to schools this is what our NGO do, does we go into the villages we we talk about why it's important not only to do, reduce pollution but also to do like a beach cleaning day think about what do we have for alternatives for fishing, for example? Is it important? Do we need to have every day like all kinds of food foods on the table or should we be more aware of and responsible to um, maybe support our own markets? Like in Europe, if we need the fish, maybe go with the lake fish. And here we don't need the salmons to import. So we can think already when you start your day, what can I do uh, by myself? 
like you say that so nice last time about the sand you remember about the beach right yes everybody can do small things and the small things in the end it's going to be a big thing you know it's like the the sand corns on the beach one sand corn uh, doesn't you know if you just see one you hardly can see it actually <laughs> yeah but every single sand corn makes the beach that makes makes a beautiful union. beach yes. yes yes exactly that's amazing you, you don't even need to live um at the beach or on an island or be all the time somewhere in the sea you can also um join as a member um different organizations you could also think about what what could you do to for your next holidays you know maybe you go either for volunteer holidays or either you think about okay if i go there and there maybe i can join a nice way of um, contributing maybe planting a tree this is what we're trying to do as well not only um getting like a souvenir and consumption and seeing all these na natural beauties on an island or on the sea but also think about what can i contribute during my stay and holidays and not even living near the sea there's so much we can do yes even yeah, yeah. You, you, you mentioned you the volunteer holidays i think that yeah. concept is really concept is really really good and do you offer that Yes, yes, we just started. So what's actually happening is that we have, um, there is a friend of mine, we call him the Horse Whisperer. Uh, he is rescuing from everywhere, all over the island, um, somehow the uh, horse race horses. You know, the, the, there's this um, horse races going on and after two years, the horses are like, okay, done um mm. and of course he has all the animals we have a stray cat and stray dogs issue as well so our concept is um we still need to feed these animals and 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 take care of them and groom them and uh, look after them but then also we are kind of um we are in need of money and donations so my idea was why not to create something very more meaningful and nice um, and anyway, this kind of experiencing or experimental uh, adventurous holidays is kind of more my style, like going somewhere, planting a tree, taking care of animals, um, and even maybe becoming kind of a guardian, adopting an animal, or you can also do a nowadays um, mangrove forest, parenting, coral reef, the um projects also need like donations as there's a lot you can do and this is what we are connecting now with different organizations i think this is so nice that you can put yourself into it do something meaningful it's a lifelong mission you can come back and visit your tree or you can connect and come every year to see the horse you've been um, looking after or the vegetables you grow in the garden we go and we cook together and then we learn more about the culinarian um, diversities of the island. Yeah, there's so much we can do and we have to do. And it's also nice to collaborate. 
This that's is also wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really really good. And the lo- local people actually support this as well, don't they? Yes. Projects. Yes, because what happened actually in the two lockdowns between also what happens to us is that we we depend on tourists. We are on import and export because everything has to come over. We don't even grow rice. We just have some maybe coconuts and fruits. Mm, <laughs> wow. But this this idea also came like between the lockdowns when the artists here, the artists, not only everyone actually worldwide lost jobs or came to a stop. I remember the artists being like not singing anymore on concerts, on, on in hotels and for people. So I created a live stream kind of concert for mm-hmm. the whole world to entertain the world, <laughs> but for a good cause. So all the artists came in for free and they sing for the people on, on live stream. And we called it artists for artists or from artists for artists. And it was like kind of, uh, the idea behind also was to contribute to the people, but then also um, if people want to donate, they can have some salaries. So now we want to go further. We want to do some projects with these people who have already all these talents. It can be even um, someone is an artist painting and someone is crafting and someone is designing. So it doesn't need to be only singing, but we're trying to make albums music albums or we want to share um, like authors having a book about the environmental and they're telling the story they they're sharing their their what was that like like art craft so now we're doing all this to contribute for the ocean itself like we're selling products from artists to sustain their living and then in the end be giving back to nature And if you're curious about animal communication or wish to deepen your bond with your animal companions, I have a gift for you, an invaluable guide to animal communication. Simply find the link in the show notes, enter your email and unlock a world of connection. And now let's continue with the interview. Okay, so that's very interesting about the craftsmen that are doing are they doing live streams or are they how, how what's the idea behind it are they doing live streams and it's like a course then a master class or <laughs> it was really created during no tourist times when yes. we had the oil spill this was a very tragic uh, situation in the east we had um, an oil disaster and wow. the whole island came to work and help and clean the beaches and we had all this dolphin dying and it was it was very 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 sad and between um of course no income for the land then the last thing fishermen could do or the tourist guides could do they could fish and then they could not even do fishing because it was forbidden so we ended up like everyone helping each other sharing what we had and then there was this group of artists left. They couldn't do entertainments in the hotels. They couldn't do the concerts. So what we did, actually, me and a friend of mine, we did a live stream, a concert, 
to generate them a bit income. It was for them to connect with the whole world and the whole world could watch it. Then they had the money we could um, give them donated and they shared it between each other. So now this idea back today, we are using um, to use people actually with their artistic um, crafts or talents to contribute. Even someone who is a caterer can help in our ecotourism field or we not only want when we do this uh, volunteer holidays kind of everyone can contribute they can come and plant a tree and they can plant plants and then we cook that together it's also that we have a shop with products for the sea from locals and then also kind of for the nature so a, a part of it goes to the local and a part of it is donated to whatever project like we're doing um we're helping kids children to do say give sailing lessons swimming lessons or we invite children on sea outings because most of the people they don't even know how to swim here the locals it's not like some places in europe it's like automatic you have swimming lessons and we educate children we do um, beach cleanings and not only we do that for projects here we also do that in our ecotourism from the ngo trying to connect everyone together and it's kind of a circle so everyone helps each other and everyone needs each other nature is for free right so give something back at least yeah that's very nice said yeah nature's for free that's right nature is here for us and yeah would be nice if we gave something back to nature as well yes you mentioned earlier on about the plastic pollution and mm -hmm. I remember once I asked the animals because the you know, plastic is really, really a, a problem because animals eat that stuff. They think it is food and they eat that stuff. They even feed their, you know, their, their, their offspring with it and then they die from it. So it's really tragic. And I once asked the animals, why on earth? Do they eat plastic? And I got the answer, well, first of all, they're hungry, obviously. And what, what they also said is they don't know that it's harmful. And the reason why they don't know it's it's harmful, it's because they don't know what it is. They, they have no idea what it is. Sometimes it looks like something they usually eat and they think it is that, but it isn't. And... Animals don't know the concept of plastic. You know, there is no plastic yeah. in nature. That's plastic well is something yeah. we created. So they they don't know what it is. They don't know it's harmful. And it's not that they eat plastic because they are dumb or because, you know, they yeah, they 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 are stupid or whatever. It's because they don't know that concept of plastic. And it's our responsibility to really make sure that we get this plastic out of nature and out of the oceans. Don't yeah, you think so? Very important, for sure. Because even whales, um, I know from the sperm whales, they eat um, giant calamars. Uh, some of the animals eat um, jellyfishes. And if you saw ever a suck plastic <laughs> swimming, mm. or 
floating in the sea. It looks kind of a jellyfish or something. And then there is also, we have uh, plank plankton eaters, like let's say the mantas or um, some whales as well, on whale shark. They have to filter the um, eating the, the plankton on the surface and the, the little crabs, which are kind of, yeah, they, they filter, they don't look, they don't choose, they don't, they don't take a bite. This is a, a very big issue. Then if you think even about the, the composting phase of a plastic, it's, mm. it's like not, it's not disappearing. It um, ending plastic, let's say bottle ends up in pieces, in pearls, mm. in um, still plastic, right? It, it's not disappearing. It's not decomposing. And the thing is that it comes in their system and it, yeah, they die, they die, they die. They will not um, survive with this plastic in the ocean. As well, we know from sharks, for example, they like to eat or they don't like to eat, they taste, <laughs> they taste things. They have to figure out how it tastes. Then they also found, I think, um, car plaquettes and other shiny things in their in their stomachs oh. as well plastic as you again say and we we know um why these surfer accidents are happening just by the way they don't want to eat the humans they are not interested in surfers they they have no interest in human meat <laughs> they they have to bite to feel um the taste a piece of the surfboard for example or they look like maybe um, sea lions, the surfers. So just a note, by the way. But of course, the, the plastic pollution, we have to think about it. Because I know, I remember I was diving in the Red Sea. And every time you're in the water, you're ending up um, collecting ropes from fisherboats or um, yeah, plastic pieces or even from divers, um, lost utensils everything wow. like fins and flippers it can find everything in the sea um actually even in the lake you find everything then how, how can I you remember, lose your flippers yeah i mean this happens how can you lose your flippers it's like yeah. losing your shoes who loses yeah, their is, shoes this is incredible and this happens we, we find these things um and also you you when you're on a boat people lose um mobile phones, sunglasses, everything, everything. And then it's again pollution and plastic. But coming back, I remember that I saw some um, plastic sacks floating on the coast because of the wind. And I remember there was no, um, they, they, it was so dry in the desert. There, were, they, there was no tree holding the plastic back and it was ending up in the sea. But then you can say, okay, that's sad. It was the wind. But then you can think about being a European, say what I do have to see, for example, Swiss, like me and you, we could say, what do we have? Why Why should we avoid plastic? We are not living next to the sea, right? Um, yeah, we can, we have to recycle, we have responsibilities, but we, we are not responsible, it ends up in the sea. Then we also know that even you um, recycle plastic bottles, for example, I hear it, 
that in the end, it's not even 10% which are reused or recycled. And we know that we have a lot of countries. <clears throat> um, we have, we dump our pollution. We just put our trash in other places with container ships. Right, right. Know. Waste, waste is much? actually exported. I, I didn't yeah. know that. Waste is yeah. exported. So even we, when we, hmm. we, we produce waste in countries, we are not near the sea. And, but then this waste can perfectly, might be even exported to a country where there is sea. So yes, yeah. it is our responsibility. And there you have it, an eye-opening journey into the heart of the ocean with the incredible ocean girl, Shukri Lewis. As we wrap up this episode, let's not forget the pressing issue of waste exportation, a challenge our oceans face. But hold on to your curiosity, dear listeners, because we're just scratching the surface. Next week, we plunge even deeper into the solutions the battles, and the untold stories of how we tackle the waste that threatens our seas. Will the ocean triumph over this environmental menace, or are we on the brink of a crisis? To find out, join us for next installment of this two-part series with Shukri Lewis. The tale continues, and the answers lie just beyond the horizon. Don't miss it. Before we go, a quick request. If you have enjoyed this episode of Animal Empathy, please subscribe to stay in the loop for more magical insights. Sharing is caring, so spread the word to your fellow animal enthusiasts. And if you could spare a moment, leaving a review would truly mean the world. As we wrap up, remember this, life's most beautiful moments happen in the now. So stay present, embrace the magic, and keep those hearts open. Thank you for being part of our animal-loving community. Until next time, stay curious and stay connected.